Today on the podcast, I talk with Bo Hauser. Bo is a digital creator who has worked with the likes of CrossFit Games athletes Noah Olson, Allison Scuds, and Matt Frazier. Bo currently works with Matt, creating YouTube content for the Frazier YouTube channel, which I highly recommend. Bo is an absolutely great guy and talented creative. Today we talked about his journey as a creator and distill some general wisdom about self-belief, combining hard work with opportunity, and the power of being nice. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Yeah, yeah. Really, the vision for the podcast going forward is just interviewing people who, like yourself, who are like, have found their flow state. You're doing something that you're passionate about. Yeah. I think it's super interesting. You're creating and just kind of sharing that with the world. Because I think you're also doing something where it's like, it's inspiring for other people because you've done something that at least from the outside, I perceive as like something you're passionate about, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You're really enjoying doing. So it's like, and that, and I, I think especially for like people that are my age and kind of in like what you think of as like a transitionary period in your life where you're starting to like think about, okay, what am I going to do career-wise? Yeah. Like a lot of people will tell you, oh, you can't find, you can't do your passion. You just need to work like a nine to five. Yeah, so yeah. I think getting like the message out there about people who have been successful and I guess like, especially in the CrossFit community, you're doing like the, one of the coolest things ever. It's like <laughs> people would die to meet Matt, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's not not a bad gig. Yeah, getting to work with him and create and do something that you're yeah. so passionate about. It's like showing people that that can be done and kind of yeah. I guess then my vision for this actual episode is like just kind of take me through all of it. Take me through like yeah. When you were a kid, did you see yourself doing that? Did right, you, right, right. Yeah. So just kind of running through it like that. So that's a bit of background on me. Yeah, funny. that's awesome. You got a. Uh, I. I've, I think the longest distance I've ever run is, um, 6.2 miles okay, and I've been invited to do half marathons and marathons and there is nothing that makes me want to do that. But I'm curious if I've had, if I would have a similar response, uh, I, to you I, where like, I didn't think. And then I, the day after I'm like, that was amazing. The runner's high is real. Like it, it's, it's the real deal. <laughs> I mean, if you okay, say so, man. If you, if you need say training, so. I can hook you up. You'll get the <laughs> oh, friends and family discount. Oof. I don't know if I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's dive. Let's dive right into the creating. Yeah. So hey, take me through like how you got started. Like, was it childhood? Were you always I at least for me, I know like I was always enamored with like making videos with my friends. Like when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Did you have like a similar start into it or yeah? Um I mean, I I I guess my earliest memories of being like creative uh, would be I was one of those kids who loved to make loved to burn CDs, which is not so much a thing anymore. And I would give them out to all my friends and people would ask me to burn them a CD. So like, I feel like that is like a, you know, dipping your toe, if you will, uh, in being creative, kind of like it just had I had that uh, inclination for like creating these experiences with music, like with a little CD of collection of songs. Um, but uh, I, I remember, and it never really occurred to me until recently, and it didn't occur to me until you had messaged me about this. I'm like, thinking like what, what uh, story do I have? I don't know what the story is here. Um, but when I was a kid, I uh, had some fascination with these Mars Blackman and Michael Jordan commercials uh, about, about the shoes. Uh, and, um, and I would save them on my computer. Uh, I, I saved, I don't remember how many I saved, but I would save all of them. And then Nike came out with these, um, 
the spark which was their like training equipment and they had these these line of this line of ads advertisements uh for that and then they had um you know michael jordan had some let your game speak advertisements and uh, a whole collection of advertisements that as a kid i was an athlete and these these ads like grabbed my attention and i was just like wow like i'm fired up and uh and I would save these things. Like I don't, I didn't know what I was doing with. I, I think I saved them because I wanted to watch them again and get myself like jacked up. Um, but uh, yeah, and I mean, and I didn't own a camera. I think in in high school I had a Polaroid camera, and I, <laughs> uh, and I would I, I was kind of known for like bringing that to like you know a friend's house and like just taking a few photos for fun and. Um, yeah, and I went to college, did not go to college for any of this uh, stuff. Um, and uh, it was kind of when I, after college when uh, I was working a job down in Miami, Florida. Um, and I was just kind of like, we were working a lot and I didn't really have an outlet uh, to like do anything. I would go work out and, and work, but I didn't, I wasn't into the Miami nightlife. Um, not really that person. So um, I was looking for like something. And at the time, my job, I was working with a lot of the photographers and videographers. Um, and I was just so like, I thought it was so cool, like watching them do what they're doing. And like, and I also thought like, man, if I, if I get, if I were like to try to do this and I got good at it, I wouldn't have to sit at a desk all the time. Like I could go, go places and, and meet cool people. And I will tell you that I still sit at a desk a fair amount of the time, <laughs> but the in-between times, you know, are pretty cool. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I that's kind of like where I was like, ooh. Yeah, it's funny to hear you say that because I feel like that's almost, it's like, that's exactly how I feel too. It's like, that feels like the classic, classic like creator mindset of like, you because like especially so what, what did you go for school to school for i think that's kind of oh man i originally went for exercise physiology and entrepreneurship and uh just by a very peculiar situation came out with a degree in economics I'm not going to go into that story but yeah um but economics is what i have so yeah I, I always i just find it so interesting especially like so i guess our backgrounds are like fairly similar with respect to like doing something that you wouldn't traditionally think of as like creative right then, but I, and i guess that's probably something that just like it starts early on right like you were describing some early childhood memories and like i feel like the longer you go away from like doing something creative the bigger that desire is like building yeah. building building and then so like for me it's like so you're talking about seeing people in miami for me it's like seeing someone like you and i'm like i'm like oh my gosh he's look at what he's doing i was like oh i gotta do something creative so this is hopefully this can be part of my creative outlet too so I think yeah I'll start. so i guess then so you're you're working a job how what what is like what did you feel like was the first leap where you're like okay i'm actually going to start dedicating myself to like getting good at this um i mean yeah i i remember so i, I was living with uh, uh my buddy at the time down in miami and we would uh we worked he was he was my boss at the time so um uh, we would wake up early because it was like the only time we could go work out. If it wasn't like 5 a.m., it was like nine o'clock at night. Um, and uh, so we would get up early to go work out. 
And then some days I would, after I had kind of been like, you know what, I'm going to go buy a camera. So I went and bought a Sony a 6,000, um, which I can't remember if it was like 600 bucks at the time or something, maybe it was more, I can't remember, but, um, and, uh, on days when like just body was not feeling good at 5am, I would, I would drive to, uh, this little area in Miami called Key Biscayne. And I would go take photos of the sunrise and then I'd go back and I'd take photos of the same sunrise. And I didn't know what I was doing. I would take the same photo, like every time it was the same situation, but every time I would do it, I would realize like, Oh, if I set the camera like this, it does this. And it makes the picture look like this. I still had no idea what shutter speed was or like, you know, aperture and how they affected the image. All I knew was like, Oh, I can see it clearly now. Like that's like, I didn't really know what was happening with the image. Anyway, I would do that. And then um, I went to uh, Peak 360 in Miami, which uh, was a great gym. Um, and Noah Olson, a, a tremendous CrossFit, CrossFit athlete and a good buddy of mine uh, went and I just, you know, he knew that I was like, Take, starting to take photos and he let me take some photos and um that kind of like got me more progressing and I look back at those photos and I'm just like woof. but um yeah and and honestly it wasn't for like a long while after that that I it was still like I was doing it as a as a hobby and figuring things out um and you know just working like my actual job and then like when I had free time uh, you know, taking photos. Um, and super grateful that people were, I mean, I guess people like their photo being taken. Um, but just super grateful that people would let me do that. Like Noah and, um, and yeah, man, I can't remember when it was like, there was like a tipping point for the longest time. I would just call myself a guy with a camera. They're like, Oh, you're a photographer. And I was like, no, no, no. But, Let's reel it in. I just own a camera and I take photos uh, from time to time. But um, yeah, so. I was just wondering, so I guess, I guess two questions kind of early on is like, is there a distinct moment where you kind of felt like you got a big break or mm. like what was a failure that maybe even that you had early on that you were like, oh, this set me back. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so honestly, there was not a moment like that until uh, I want to say like three years later and only like three years later from that period, because up until that point, it was still just like a hobby that I was doing for fun. I would, I would, I started to get some like paid gigs, but I still had, they didn't know, but I had no idea what I was doing. Like I, I the fact that I was taking pictures of Noah, um, and some other like, you know, games levels at level athletes, um, I think caught people's attention, but they weren't really great photos. Um, and so, uh, still doing it as a hobby, but I wanted to make it a, I wanted to make it a career. And I was just like, I, it's not happening. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not making what I want to make. I'm not making it at the level I want to make. Um, and I was very close to making a, like dropping it all and making a, a drastic change in my life. Um, you know, and just forgetting the whole photo video thing. It was very stressful because like, you know, it's, it's, 
it's not like a, it's not, there's not that hierarchy, like in a, in a, um, typical job, right? Like you don't just get a promotion and then you get another promotion or like, you don't know the trajectory of your path. So it was very like uncomfortable. You get one job and you're hoping to get the next job and you're hoping that. It, so that stress uh, on top of like things just happening in my life, I was like too many variables. I, I want to be, uh, I want to reduce the amount of variables in my life. I want to take it all out. I want to stop doing photography and videography. And, um, and I was about to do that. I was about to just stop everything. Um, and, uh, I called my sister I was like, Hey, like I'm about to big, do this. And like, I haven't told anyone, but I'm like, you know, ready to go. And, um, and she essentially blasted me. My sister is like, I'm, I love, I love my sister. Uh, she's like, anybody who knows me knows, like, I think she's the greatest human being, um, ever. And, uh, so <laughs> So she she kind of like gave me a reality check and said that I was, you know, running away from these things and like it's getting overwhelming, but, you know, you're going to get down the line and uh, you're going to look back and be like, why didn't I just stick it out? And, and you know, and I thought and as she was saying these things, I'm thinking about when I used to I played um, baseball all my life and I played division three, but even then I was hoping to get drafted. I was like, I would wake up, do the 5am workouts, then go to the team workouts. And like, I wanted it so bad. And I'm not like a big guy or, you know, so I knew that I had to work hard to get where I wanted to go. And then I stopped after my freshman year, I was really upset with the, uh, the baseball program. Uh, it just was not as committed as I wanted it to be. And, um, and so I transferred and I didn't play at the, at the next school that I went to. Um, and then I remember a few years down the line, I was like, I feel strong. I feel like athletic. I feel like if I stuck with playing baseball, I would be somewhere right now. Like, I think I could have done something with that. And so then I thought back on that and I was like, I don't want to have that feeling again. Like, I don't regret stopping playing baseball, uh, but it's not like I'm that lesson is not learned if I don't apply it here. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm yeah. just going to stick it out. Yeah. And uh, and it worked out really well. So <laughs> big, big shout out to your sister. Oh, my God. Yeah. Big thanks. Big thanks to her. She you know, has like, done. I still, I still lean on her yeah, <laughs> constantly. Yeah, of course. I, I've got an older sister too. That kind of serves yeah. a role for me. So, yeah. But invaluable for sure. I think it's interesting because I, I think that story. So the story that you just told is like so indicative of what I knew to be true when I reached out to you, which is that you did have like a really powerful story. It's, it's like, even in that just little framing that you had, it's like, okay, you had this constellation of things that mm -hmm. worked together and it kind of culminated almost in that one moment. But because you had that past experience, you made what I would say is like the right decision. You stuck with right. it. So yeah. like, I guess something to probe would be, I think, I think a lot of people that end up like being successful in like these type of like creative spaces is like kind of have somewhat of like an unrelenting, like confidence in themselves. So like, even in that moment where you were like, okay, too many variables, 
some like one of the hats needs to drop something's got to yeah. give were you still did you still like even even if it's small smallest amount you're like i think i can do this i think this can be the thing yeah i mean yeah definitely i i like in my mind's eye like when i look at things or when i think about these ideas that i have i'm like that is a, <laughs> that's a great idea like that would look so good and like that's so powerful whatever it is like I get really hyped on my own ideas sometimes. And, um, and I was like, if I can just execute that, if I can show that I can execute that and these things and like, it'll, it'll happen. All these things that I want to happen will happen. Um, so yeah, there, there's like, you know, there was, I had a huge confidence that like I had this thing and I could, I could do it. Um, and I was just going through a really rough patch with it and with, with life things that like, um, were kind of like almost fogging up those glasses uh to see that i could do that thing um so yeah it was uh i don't know it was just grateful my sister was there to yeah clear it up for me yeah so going from kind of that pivotal moment how so how do you go from there to like when you start getting noticed what do you feel like the things were because you said it, you mentioned early on, it's like, okay, yeah. you, you, you had contacts. It's like you were shooting yeah. for Noah. So it's yeah. like a big name that you can like tag. So was it, did you feel like it was just getting more exposure of like continuing to have people like that, that you could tag? Or was it a combination of like your quality of, of yeah. product improved as well as having that and those kind of intersected? Yeah. So a few things. And one of the things you just had just mentioned uh, before is in terms of like uh, that moment, it also made me realize uh, the kind of idea that it's not who's best, it's who's left at the end of the day. So like not giving, like, it's not always like the people who are the best at this thing that are the most successful. It's just who didn't stop, you know, someone who might be much better at uh, videography or photography than me um, didn't get the opportunity because they hit a rough passion and they, they stopped doing it um, or whatever it may be. So, um, but uh, in terms of at that point, I, I personally felt like uh, it was my, like the quality wasn't there. My friend Joseph would tell me that like, you know, your taste is up here. And your ability, either whether it's your equipment or your ability to execute your understanding of the programs you're using or, the, you know, the, the camera you're using is down here. And this this disparity is like a crushing gap that you're just like, no, like, I want to make this thing. Why does it look like this? Um, and so it was really about quality for me, because one of my concerns is that one of my concerns at the time and still is like now um, is that. I would get so caught up in trying to get gig after gig after gig that I would never progress my skills because I'd be so busy chasing the next opportunity and just trying to stay like trying to make enough money and um, and just yeah basically that was that was the main thing making enough money to sustain myself um, and uh, yeah so I kind of like kept doing having a job having a, a full time job and um or multiple part times and um trying to up my quality uh so that i you know felt more confident in my work i don't i didn't like the idea that like i 
if I take a picture of no, or, or now, if I take a picture of Matt and I post it, it'll get a ton of likes, but I don't, I don't really, I mean, if you look at my social media, I haven't posted in about a year, I think. Yeah. That's um, I did yeah. That. That so, um, and for various reasons, uh, just, but one of the main ones is that like, I, I, so I could post a picture of Matt and get a ton of likes, but like, is it a good photo? Is it dynamic? Is it interesting? Or is it just a picture of Matt? Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to get attached to that, uh, you know, chasing a like or something like that, because it would make, it could make you, and I've seen it make people complacent. They'll yeah. just post a picture of a big name or something like that. But it's just like an uninteresting photo of an interesting person. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't want to fall into that trap. So I really wanted to develop my, my skills and, and whether that's with my camera or storytelling, how do I tell a good story? Um, you know, with the equipment I have and that kind of thing, that was like a huge, uh, I want to say like I dedicated a lot of time to figuring that stuff out. So, yeah. yeah. And I guess what, what did that take for you perspective, like shift wise is like, cause you were talking about kind of like getting in the habit of just going gig to gig. Cause you were feeling mm -hmm. like the pressure, uh, to make it. So did you just, you just had to switch that and dedicate more to, Work. yeah yeah i mean there would i would go through <laughs> like ebbs and flows of like uh these moments where i'm like I, it's it's finally happening i'm finally getting traction it's you know i'm getting these gigs and then you know a month later it's like i got nothing going on and like i need to get a second job or i need to get like a you know a part-time job to make sure i'm still making enough income to you know pay for all these things um and all the bills <laughs> it would ebb and flow like that, you know, for a good period where it'd just be like, okay, a lot of gigs happening this month. And I would, I would apply to jobs. I would get hired at like, you know, or I'd get a part-time job at a restaurant. And then the day later I would get a call about like, Hey, we're this weekend uh, or, you know, whatever the date is, like, we'd love for you to come shoot this. And I just would like quit the job that I just got hired for because I, and that happened like more times than I can count because it, I would, <laughs> I remember I, I got hired by a, a restaurant and I got a gig. Uh, and I was like, oh, sorry guys, like another opportunity came up. I can't commit to this position. A few weeks go by, I do the, the photography gig. Um, and then I'm like, shoot, I don't have anything after this. Like, and then I'd go, Across, I went to the restaurant across the street from the restaurant that I got the job and left and I interviewed there and I got the job. And then like a week later, I was like, guys, I can't come in. I got an opportunity that I can't really pass up. Mm -hmm. And um, I did that so much uh, kind of in pursuit of like, uh, you know, developing these skills. I didn't want to waste an opportunity because uh, I didn't have a lot of chances outside of these actual gigs mm -hmm. to develop my skills other than taking like the same photo over and over again. I didn't like, um, you know, I guess my gym, I would go to my gym and shoot videos for them, but a lot of the developing of those skills was happening. Like as I was on the job doing it and I was like, you know, it was chaos in my brain in those, I was like so stressed, but, yeah. um, 
yeah, I don't know if that answered the question exactly, but so, so like early on, I guess it, it's kind of interesting. It's like, so when you're talking about gigs is, was this more people reaching out to you or was it like you trying to like cold call and like, it was, it was really just, you know, by word of mouth, um, friends just being supportive and, uh, and just other like friends of friends of friends, uh, who knew that I did this. Hmm. Yeah. So it was a lot, it was a lot of that. So, in, so then from word of mouth, do you think, so like, do you think the connections kind of, well, so I guess let's go, let's go back to like, how are you, you're a CrossFit athlete, right? Oh, I wouldn't say I'm a CrossFit athlete. I do CrossFit. You do CrossFit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess that, that would be the boat I'm into then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so being in that, so, so that's kind of how you initially got into that space, I guess. Too. It was just like, yeah, you know, yeah. and it was like, almost like just kind of, it was the opportunity that you had to like be at the gym. Right. It was just a natural place for me to. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess then how do you, how do you go from, from just like shooting in your gym? So oh, I guess you said you knew Noah and then going to like shooting some of the premier athletes in the sport, I guess as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was all, it was a lot of skill development, but to be honest, I like, even now I'm not the most talented videographer or photographer, creative, whatever label you want to put on it. Um, but I was just like, I would work my ass off and be kind to people and be honest with them. Like, uh, because if not, I get really uncomfortable. And if I'm really uncomfortable, I'm not fun to be around. Um, and so kind of like sticking to that, I think like being working hard and being kind has gotten me way further than any of my skill with the camera, uh, should get me. Um, and, yeah. And so like, you know, I had a really good relationship, still have a really good relationship with Noah. Um, and I, I honestly like, and his, his agent, Bijan, his agent, his good friend, Bijan, um, you know, helped me get other opportunities. And it was just really, uh, that kind of word of mouth that like, you know, I did this thing and, you know, I yeah. would do anything and everything. And, you know, at the time I would, I would stay up, all day all night to get the thing done so i could get it back to them my at the time like i was like my advantage is not my quality right now my advantage is being available at any time and getting it making the turnaround as quick as possible and not being a nuisance to deal with um so i kind of just did that over and over and over again and it just led to these different opportunities that honestly it's it's inspiring to hear because it's like Cause you, you had the combination of, it's like, okay, you had the opportunities, but you also had the work ethic to like carry through with the opportunity. Right. So it's like, I, I don't know. It's just great to hear that. Cause that's kind of how I was feeling kind of on my own journey, I guess, as a creative is like, I just took the chance and talked to you and you were <laughs> cool and you agreed to do Yeah, that. dude, you were, you were super nice. It was like, it was so like sweet that you just, you came up to me and started talking to me. I'm like, this guy's like interested in what I do. Like why is anyone interested in what I do? Um, but yeah, I, re- I really appreciated that. Yeah, no, I think it's awesome. I mean, I, I love, love seeing another creative, like <laughs> do something incredible. Uh, do you, do you ever find it hard at times? So you kind of going back a little bit, you're talking about like, you can take a picture, you could put the, you could post two very similar pictures, one up on your own page and one up on so take a photo for someone else, post it up on their page. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's a, there's a distinct disparity and like the likes that it would get it's like do you feel that at times where you're like 
I don't know, kind of like a recognition of yourself. I, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I've never been like, hopefully this is answering your question. I've never been like really interested in the Instagram, like yeah. likes and that kind of thing. And so like, I mean, like I do not care if someone tags me in a photo if, yeah. that I take or like, uh, I don't care to post it on my social yeah. so much, even though another thing my sister will let me have it for is that I, even though I don't like it, I should be, it, it creates value for myself to like, you know, get more recognition and get more uh, followers and all this stuff. Um, so she is right about that, but I'm super stubborn. Yeah. And, um, but uh, yeah, it, I think it's, it hasn't been a huge driving force for anything that I've done. Yeah. Well, even going back, going back to you describing like you self-describing your first kind of creative experience is like you were burning CDs. It's like, mm -hmm. so what, what I hear when you say that is like, you never, because it, it was, you were taking something and just giving people the experience. And it, you've also been talking about storytelling. So it's like, I hear that you're satisfied just getting the reaction from someone getting, just getting it in front of their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's the number one yeah. thing for me is just, uh, yeah telling an impactful story and and yeah. i i think like and i get i've i've had uh i understand in a in a photographer from like a business side and a recognition that you know photographers want to be tagged and things they want to be recognized that they took that photo or they produced that video um which of course totally makes sense um but you know i i sometimes it meant more to me if that like i remember i, I got to do a uh, a project with beam love that uh that company uh love the people over there at beam um they gave me so much creative freedom to do to execute these ideas and uh, just worked with me so much as awesome but um i had never any interest in they would post like they would share the videos i didn't have any interest being tagged but i was like if someone sees that and they're so like intrigued by it or they like it so much that then they then ask who made that that would mean way more to me than a thousand likes or however yeah. many likes a video gets so um yeah so if that happened that was super cool but yeah yeah i think I think that's a phenomenal perspective too. Cause then it's like, you're finding, you're kind of filtering out people who are recognizing you for your, for your work instead of right. whatever, whatever your subject matter was. Yeah. Kind of getting people to come to you. They want your skill set. Yeah. I, I, um, kind of piggyback off of that. I try and retrace my thought there. Um, I was always very like, like most people I feel like are like, you're your biggest critic. Like you're very critical of yourself. You're critical of your work, unless you, um, you know, have Kanye level attitude. And I love Kanye <laughs> besides the point, um, but very critical. So I was never interested in this. I wasn't too interested in other people's feedback, not because I didn't, uh, like care for it so much or think it wasn't valid. It was just like the only person, like I wanted to be proud of what I was making. Yeah. If I wasn't proud of it, it didn't matter if you thought this shot was cool or that shot was cool or the, you know, I, like I just wanted to be proud of it and then I could, then I would be okay with it. Mm -hmm. um, and so like that was, 
the uh, a big like factor for me when I was creating and like sharing things. Like I just wanted to be proud of it. Yeah, is that is that with with opportunities that you get offered? Is that a big big deal for you? Is the creative freedom that you'll be able to have? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I think with anybody who who does this or is creative, whether you're a musician or um, whatever, maybe architect. I don't know how that shakes out, but um, yeah, it's creative freedom because I think once um, you start get to get pushed in directions, you you almost lose that ability to like you know freely think about how you're going to approach something. Um, so it makes it like more challenging. Yeah. Um, so yeah, creative freedom is a huge thing, but you, you also have to work and understand that, like, you know, you have to accomplish this goal that this brand wants or, you know, whatever it is. And like, they have a, they have a look and feel and they have a very certain way they go about things. So you have to kind of play by those, those rules. And that's, that's a lesson that I learned, um, was how to, how to, if I got hired by a brand, how to make it for them and align with their brand look and feel, but also how to make it by me. So yeah. like give it, like they hired me for a reason, right? It's not to make it like that guy. Yep. It's because they liked what I did, hypothetically. I mean, yeah. you know. um, and so it was learning how to make it on brand for them and then also be like very, you know, no one else could make this but me. Um, and that was another thing, not to go back to this, but another thing with not being tagged or not really caring for the that outward credit of something is that if I make something and a brand sees it and they're like, oh, we want something like that. Uh, hey, person, photographer, videographer over there, can you make us a, a video like this? Like if they don't know that I made it and they're just going to ask some videographer if they can execute it then good on them like it doesn't matter that like i made the video um that inspired them if they can execute it then good they just got the opportunity to execute it if they can't execute it then they'll come looking for the person the next person who can execute it and maybe that's me um but yeah kind of like just letting things happen like i i, I don't know if that <laughs> where that leads to but yeah, that was phenomenal. I guess when so when you start to think this this will be kind of a different avenue. Yeah. When how long do you think it took for you to really feel like you were developing it like a unique style that like kind of brands were responding to? Um Is it just a slow build where you It was saying? honestly uh shortly after that uh kind of conversation with my sister, I actually got an opportunity to work with Matt. This is the first opportunity I had to work with Matt and Beam on a, a documentary we did on Matt um, as part of their Pursuit for Better campaign. We got to tell and Matt's got an incredible uh, story that I don't think a lot of people know about sobriety. Um, and it was honestly in this like period that uh, I realized what I really wanted to do. And it was this kind of storytelling um, because like, like you've recognized, like everybody has a story, even if you're just, uh, you know, regular seemingly regular person like there's a journey there that you're going through um and even though you're faced with it every day and it seems normal it's very different to other people so it's interesting um so anyways this kind of like documentary storytelling 
that uh, I liked. I'm not, I realized like, I don't really like, like effects are cool and like all these whip pan transitions are fun and everything like that. But like, I, I want the story to shine. I don't want my shots to outperform the story. I don't want someone to be able to, I don't want someone to say that was a cool transition or like, what was that effect that just like happened? I want like a movie, people to be so immersed in the story that they're not thinking about how it was shot and these kinds of things, unless they're a videographer, I guess, then they might be, might be thinking that, but yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, this, and I, I don't get to do that all the time. You know, um, you know, we're producing YouTube videos sometimes. And like, those aren't the cinematic things that like I would like to do, but it's just, I mean, that's, you know, you got a job, you got to get the job yeah. done. And that's just what it is. Um, but yeah, that was like that project. And then beam, I continued to work with them and, uh, we did, we continued this campaign, uh, well, their pursuit for better campaign. And, um, it allowed me to keep shooting things in this style. And I was like, I really like this. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of like where I want to keep going with it. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. And it makes sense why like YouTube is a good platform for what, for what mm -hmm. you're trying to like accomplish. Cause when we're talking about like effects and transitions, it's like, I, I think about like that, that kind of has become more and more saturated on Instagram kind of in mm -hmm. space with like using kind of crazy transitions. And then it's like, but I don't think about that twice, you know? Yeah. I see, I see a 30 second clip and it's like, okay, it has cool, like motion stabilization. There yeah. Was like a, there was a crazy masking effect. Yeah. 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 And then I, but then it's done. And I was like, okay, yeah. that was cool. I, I'm kind of hyped up now, but it's like, yeah. what, how, is that going to change the rest of my day? Probably not. <laughs> so, yeah. I definitely lean towards more like, uh, just simple storytelling, like, what's happening? Where is it happening? Who's doing it? Yeah. Like that kind of like without the, yeah. And I think, I think for like the connection, just like the, the personal connection that it just, it does so much more like on mm -hmm. YouTube, it gives you, and it's just interesting to think about changing like content for platform. So it's like, yeah. I guess as an example, it's like, um, my girlfriend was a, a triathlete for the longest time. And then we started watching basically YouTube cro CrossFit YouTube. So like mm -hmm. your videos that you produce with Matt, kind of like the buttery bro space. And it's like, she's like, yeah. I want to start CrossFit now. It's like, I see what these yeah, athletes yeah. are doing and I see like kind of the story behind it and like how they're accomplishing this. And it's like, I want to be part of this space. Yeah. 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 So, Butter, the buttery bros, man. They workhorses. They, yeah, certainly are. Are, are you, are you going to do a full Ironman too? Heber just did one. Oh, no way. No, I'll leave that for those guys. <laughs> just come on down, come on, come back to Minneapolis. I'll take you through a full there's, Ironman. There's no way. I'll cheer you on now. I'll be right there handing out water cups to you. Ironman Wisconsin. I'll be there in September. Oof. Uh, so I guess going from kind of that transitionary or that period working with Beam, how mm -hmm. did the relationship with Matt to be doing what you're doing on YouTube? How did that start? How did that come about? Yeah. So that, uh, that initial project with Beam, um, I mean, like Matt, Matt and I just had a really good time. It was a weekend that we uh, were there and we were there 24 seven. And to be honest, this was when Matt was going into his fourth uh, consecutive CrossFit Games uh, win. Um, I think it was his fourth. Yeah. And um, he did not leave the house. I mean, like, if you think Matt works hard, it, it was like 
on another, like you, you really realize he did not leave the house. Every time I walked in the house, he was, you know, doing some kind of mobility or go wad and like, um, and he had, he has, I mean, he had up until we left Tennessee, he had a, a sticky, a sticky note right next to the TV that said bed off at, t- or uh, TV off at 10, make yourself proud. And like he, so either way, uh, just anecdotes, but we had a, a great weekend. Like we really just hit it off. Like I almost would forget to be filming because we'd just be like, you know, talking uh, about anything. Um, and so that kind of led to, I think, uh, people had heard that we had got along, like the guys at Beam were like, Oh, we heard like you and Matt got along really well. And so like, I got sent out there for a couple of other projects, um, for, uh, a couple different brands. And then I did some stuff with, with Sammy as well, um, for feeding the Frasers. And we all just like would have a great time, uh, when we were together. Um, and so, you know, it was actually, I was, I was in Miami, um, when Matt texted me and he was like, he was like, Hey man, what's your workload like right now? And, uh, I was like, uh, you know, pretty busy. And I was like, I'm actually, uh, in Miami right now for work, but I head back tomorrow morning. And he was like, he was like, do you have time to meet up? We're actually landing in Miami. I can't remember if it was tomorrow morning or that night. And uh, I was like, and I drive everywhere. I'm a maniac. I drive from Philly to Miami, all over. Um, but I had to be back for like another little gig I was doing for a friend um, in Philadelphia. And uh, he was like, he's like, do you have time to meet up? And I had no idea for what, if it was like just to kick it and grab a coffee or if like he was, had some event going on and he wanted me to be able to capture some photos for him. Um, and I was like, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I can delay it, um, a little bit. Um, and so he's like, all right, meet here. We'll meet here at like 10 AM. Um, it'll be quick. And so this is when a few weeks, I think before he, he retired, he was like, Hey, this is what's happening. And we want you, you know, Sammy, we want you to be, you know, the guy to execute all of this with us. And I was like, hell yeah. Um, so I was like, I mean, I have, you know, obligations right now. So, um, but once I, once I get those taken care of and kind of, um, terminate those obligations, I'm ready to go. Um, it was, it was a pretty interesting period between that meeting and Matt retiring and that I couldn't say <laughs> what was going on and why I wasn't going to be able I like would leave it vague with everybody. And just like, Oh, cool. I can't wait to hear more about this opportunity. I was like, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to share more. Um, but yeah, and it, I mean, it caught me off guard. I was not, uh, you know, expecting that call. I didn't even know Matt was retiring. Um, so, but yeah, I was just very lucky. And again, I think that was just, goes back to just being a good person and, yeah. and working hard. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. That's do, do you ever like, do you ever have, cause you, you came from a background of like doing CrossFit. Do you ever have a moment where you're like, Holy crap. This is what I'm you doing. know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly, sometimes like I have to, I have to um, actively think about 
the surreal situation that it is because in any job that I've done, all I've been thinking about is like, I have to do a good job. Like I'm, I'm like, it doesn't matter who you are or who's in front of me. Like I just need to do a good job because like, I want your respect. I don't want your attention and I don't want a picture with you. I, I want your respect for coming in and doing a good job. Um, and that's the way, like I thought about it with Matt. I, I was lucky enough to work with some other athletes in, in different sports and I just, that was all I was thinking. I was like, if I can, the only, like the only way I thought about it and who they were, I was like, if I can do a good job here and get their respect, then like other people who are on their level of success and, uh, you know, who work hard are going to see that I work hard and they're going to respect that and they're going to want to work with me. Um, so like, I've never been, the kind of person to like want a picture with someone I like if someone works hard like Matt does or like any big time athlete or you know whatever profession it is um uh I want their mutual respect for also working hard I don't yeah. like that is that is what I would take over a quick selfie so yeah well I understand why you and Matt get along that sounds like the same mindset yeah yeah different Some, definitely mindset. similar values yeah yeah. Uh, so, so what's, what's, what's your like schedule, like working with Matt? Is it full time or is it, did you move up there to work? Yeah. There? Yeah. So, so that was one of the things he's like, yeah, you're, you can move to Vermont. Right. And I was like, Hey, yeah, I've moved over all over, um, a fair amount. So, um, totally cool with moving. but yeah, so, uh, our schedule, like, man, they do a lot of stuff and like, you know, Sammy's got her business, uh, Matt's got podium and his training program <clears throat> and both their their socials and just their presence as individuals um, that they want to show up for people. Um, you know, they want to I think both of them have played, you know, their cards so close to the chest for so long that now they're like, OK, we can share these things and show that, you know, Matt's a human and like this is what Sammy would cook and this is what we're doing. So we're really trying to get that out to people. Um, And then Matt's, you know, they're doing all these events. um, Like, uh, you know, we just got back from Granite Games and then uh, we've got West Coast Classic we're leaving for tomorrow. And like, you know, Matt goes down to Miami occasionally because we're working with Hybrid on his training program and they're producing all the content or they're, you know, doing uh a lot of the content um and so just trying to let people in Mm -hmm. on that and then there's a a combination of things we're doing here at home um you know with feeding the frasers and uh it's really like there's never there's never a dull moment there's so much so much to do so much going on there's always something like we'll have the week planned out and then like this thing will come up and um it'll just like add chaos to the to the schedule um, but it's super, I mean, you just gotta be grateful for all the, the cool stuff, the cool situations, uh, that you find yourself in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I guess looking forward into the future, kind of an interesting question that I thought about as a creator, uh, and, and you, like you talked about kind of like dreaming of things when you were starting is like, is there a dream project that you have like left to do anything on the horizon that you would like love to do? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I would love to make the type of videos that uh, I would watch as a kid that got me, you know, all fired up and like, so like a Nike type ad. And um, there was one video I did for beam 
that I, I wrote when I was in college and we were, they had, were sending me out to Cookville to shoot with some athletes before the games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I got to execute this thing that I had written in college and I had this vision for it. And I was like, Hey guys, can we do this? Like, you know, it would only be like a little bit of time to like have them read this script that I wrote and like all this stuff. And, um, that was like my first taste of actually getting to produce something like that was like the dream Yeah. and, uh, executed it. I was so stoked with how it came out. I was so stoked with beam for like letting me do that. Um, so kind of chasing that being able to produce something that's like, uh, I guess not a Nike level, but a, well, like Whedon and Kennedy is one of the, the agencies that they use for a ton of their, um, you know, a ton of their commercials and their advertising. So something like, like that quality, but um, yeah, it's interesting. I did not care at all or know at all about advertising agencies or creative studios um, until I got more into this. And now I'm like Whedon and Kennedy and all these other Ogilvy and these like agencies that I'm like fascinated by. Um, but yeah, I think in short, yeah. <laughs> um, those very inspiring, like Nike-esque yeah. ads that just inspire people to do something. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's all about the storytelling. Yeah, I, I get a little long winded sometimes. I'm like my dad. No, that's awesome. This is, this is supposed to be long form. This is the, this yeah, is yeah. the, the long form. I'm a talker too. That's why I started this, you know? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's an outlet. Yeah. Uh, so I guess may- maybe to, to round out with just some like kind of like general questions, like takeaways mm-hmm. for people that would listen to it. And then we'll move on to like some lightning questions. Yeah. Um, what tips, what tips do you have for people that want to get started like down a creative path? Like what yeah. would you have told yourself as a beginner knowing what you know now? It sounds cliche, but like, don't, don't stop. And the more you do, the less you wait, like just try and do as much as you can. And like, (laughs) because you'll learn, you'll fail over and over again. It's all going to sound very cliche, but the reason it's cliche, I guess, is because it just is true and bears repeating Um, over and over again. I fail on the job. I, you know, when I'm editing, like all kinds of things, like I don't get the shot and like, just keep doing it and don't get you can, you'll get discouraged, but don't let it stop you basically. Um, and just keep going. Like it's not, again, not who's best, but who's left and just keep, keep trying to make it happen and keep learning. Um, yeah, basically. Are there any resources that you leaned on when you were starting out and learning? Like, did you go to YouTube to look at like editing? YouTube, YouTube university for sure. Um, (laughs) You want to you want to plug any channels and throw out any good ones for the people? Uh, I was it was such a chaos. I think an interesting thing about YouTube and you can learn anything on YouTube. Uh, and I would talk to people who went to like film school or something. And you know, anyone who went to film school will probably tell you that film school is a waste of money. And uh, and maybe they're right to a degree um, because there are all these resources. But one thing about YouTube University, as I'm calling it. Uh, is there's no structure to it. Yeah. You have a question and you just search it and then you get an answer and they'll say 10 things that you still don't know what those things mean, but you got the, you kind of got the answer you were looking for. Like there's no, I didn't learn what shutter aperture and all these things, uh, you know, meant until I was like way down the road. And then I was like, 
oh, that's why it's still blurry mm -hmm. because my shutter speed is this. And like, um, and they seem like if you're in class and a teacher were to say it to you, like, this is what shutter speed means and this is what it does. You'd be like, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> like, it's one of those things that you're just like, once someone tells you it, you're like, that makes sense, of course. Um, but when you're lost in this sea of information, you know, it doesn't click as yeah. well. So, I mean, you're going to get overwhelmed with information. You just got to kind of um, a thousand exposures to the same thing and eventually it will sink in and you'll understand um, and try not to get too overwhelmed by it, I guess. And then kind of tangentially, what tips would you have for people? So let's say, let's say people are in maybe a slightly different position than you might have been in when, when you kind of like had some early contacts that you just knew. Yeah. So how, how do you think things would have been different if it was that way? And like, what advice would you have for people to just make contacts and like kind of get big opportunities? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, to be honest, like super fortunate, uh, I should have said that before, but super fortunate, lucky, whatever you want to call it for the, the context and the, and the environment that I was in, if it weren't for that, it would be, um, I think a much more challenging, um, path. And I guess, you know, for people in that, uh, a situation where they don't have a Noah at their gym or, um, something like that, I still think that, that, you know, talent or like hard work and, and being good to people will carry you a long way. Um, and I mean, like develop your skill. Like if you take a beautiful shot, like people are going to recognize that's a beautiful shot. And then if you're pleasant to be around and you work hard, they're just gonna be like, that's great. Like, yeah, we want to, we want to work with you. And eventually like, you know, that word of mouth and uh, recognition will grow. And um, I mean, you know, I sell these things like in my head, I'm nowhere, like nowhere where I like want to be, where like is the, you know, there are people doing a lot bigger things, I'd say. Um, and so I, I say this, like, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like there's, there's so much for me still to learn and to grow. I'm, I'm still understanding the things that I'm saying here, like, and, and learning the things that uh, uh, I'm saying here. Um, so just understand that doesn't stop um and just yeah be a good person that's a good <laughs> one uh, i'll say that a million times but i really just like hard work pays off yeah man it, oh. it's not a lie yeah for sure all right well that was phenomenal so let's dive into maybe some fun lightning questions <laughs> well and i guess i'll say i'll say before we jump into that i think it's important to also mention and to give you the credit that yes you might have had some of the opportunities but it's so clear that you put the hard work in so Appreciate I just that. want to give you some Thank kudos you. for that. Thanks, uh, All right, lightning questions. Favorite yeah. camera? What's your What's your favorite camera that you've ever used? <laughs> Listen, I my favorite camera I've ever used. I've yeah. only used a few cameras, so we're okay, just gonna go with it. we're just gonna go with Sony A7 III because that's what I currently use because yeah. it gets the photo done, it gets the video done, both really high quality, um, and it just yeah makes my life easier. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. Favorite podcast besides this one? Right, uh, obviously. Yeah, throw that throw that out there. Ooh, not a big podcast guy, okay, to be okay. honest. 
Um, yeah, I don't know if I have like I've listened to a few Hidden Brain. Someone turned me on to that. Yeah. Just fascinating. Um, you know, the occasional Joe Rogan, like any, you know, dude, I guess. Of course. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah. You mentioned Kanye. So let's, yes. let's say, so mu- musical listener, and you burn CDs too. So let's yeah. say if you were going to burn a CD today, hit me with like top five songs that would be on there. Okay, gotcha. Um, top five songs, that would be tough. But I can give you like a band or like a yep. musicians that they would come from. Okay, perfect. Uh, so go with like Sticky Fingers. Okay. They're an Australian band. Amazing. We'll leave it at that. They don't make a bad song. Um, Mac Miller. Nice. Love Mac Miller. Uh, totally obsessed with his music uh, all the way back until if you, if you kept listening to him after. Uh, you know, do something crazy, or sorry, that's Asher Roth, uh, after um, Knock Knock and things like that, he really progressed a lot. So Mac Miller, um, but also Asher Roth, he's good too. <laughs> uh, who else? Ooh, that's tough. So just, just the confidence of Kanye, not his music? Oh, no, I mean, like, definitely, like, I, I but I wouldn't put him right now, I wouldn't put it, Uh, on the top five right now yeah maybe a few years ago not that i think everything he does is amazing and trailblazing and love his ego love his confidence um but uh yeah let's see i'll throw one out there for you if you like kanye and you like his confidence i would say russ russ might be the most confident person you know what i'm gonna have this do you know his I, background by chance? I don't know his full background. So his background is that he he's the first hip hop artist of all time to mix, master, produce, rap, and sing on his own platinum album. Only yeah. album for him to have like no features and to do all of yeah. it. Yeah. So platinum and hip hop doing that. So here's my issue with not with Russ, I guess, but with that idea is like I don't know Russ. I'm sure he's a pleasant person to be around. Um, is that I think about an artist like J. Cole, who now can like produce, who now produces his own music. He'll produce, he produced music for, you know, Mac Miller and other artists is when he was younger, did he have the time and money to invest in producing his own music? Like he didn't grow up in a situation that might've been as good as some other. So he wasn't able to, all he could do was rap. He couldn't afford uh, an MPC or uh, all these things or the time he had to work a, a job maybe or whatever it was i don't know j cole's background but just as an example yeah. um did he was he able to invest in learning those skills as much as russ was because now he is and now he's making music uh for other people so like that's the kind of thing like yeah i think i'm like dude russ is super talented yeah to be able to be so good at all those different uh areas of music yeah well so the reason the reason i mentioned him is because i think you would really like his mentality so also Mm -hmm. start out he started out in his parents basement and they yeah him and a friend bought like some equipment for like two grand and that was it and he was like working a part-time job dropped out of college but the thing that really resonated that he says a lot of that you said was like just keep going he's like i wasn't like i had a ton of friends who were better singers better rappers i just didn't stop 
Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I definitely have to agree with him on that one. <laughs> just had to throw that out there. I'm, I'm yeah. a Bears fan, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do. So you do CrossFit. Um, yeah. Favorite Very wad, wildly favorite mediocre. Wad, favorite wad slash CrossFit movement. Oh. It could even be like what is most visually appealing to shoot. <laughs> That's fair. Um, honestly, I really like uh, personally Grace and uh, Isabel. Nice. Either one of those because they're yeah. just simple yep. um, and they feel good when you do them. Like they suck, but they just feel good when when you do them. Um, yeah, Grace and or Isabel. I also like Diane. Which is the twenty one fifty nine of deadlifts and handstand pushes. But let me just clarify: wildly mediocre uh, CrossFit person, CrossFitter. Are you are you getting any like osmosis from Matt just being around him? Do you get? Um, yeah, especially if he steps in the room and you're just like, oh goodness, like I got to turn on the jets here. This guy's looking at me. Just radiate strength towards you. Yeah, anxiety. It's more like what comes out of me. <laughs> uh okay you so you smash one of those wads what's your favorite post-workout meal what are you going to <laughs> nothing <laughs> i can't i can't eat right after uh yeah i mean like you know one of the amazing perks of this position is that uh like sometimes i'll work out at like nine o'clock at night here and i'll walk upstairs and there will just be a plate of food sitting on the kitchen counter because Sammy's amazing and she knows like I won't make something right now like I will eat like a two fuel for fires and go to bed um so she's saving my life right now but I don't know do love pancakes um so once once my appetite comes back yeah we'll go yeah. with uh, that yeah okay west coast classic you you're going out there tomorrow who's gonna mm -hmm. I don't know the whole field. I know Noah's going to be there. Yeah, you're yeah, I know Noah's going to be there. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty, uh, pretty solid choice. I don't know who's on the on the women's side though. I'm excited. Well, I'm excited to see Sydney Wells. That's a, so crazy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Have, How cool is that? It's ridiculous. It's yeah. like to just. Well, I mean, obviously, both of them, both the Wells sisters, were accomplished athletes throughout college. So, like, yeah. she has like a D one track and field like background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but just to be like, I'm, I'm gonna like take a pause on my full time job and I'm gonna see how good I can be at CrossFit, and then to just like do the open and then also do the quarterfinals and then also go to a semifinal. It's nuts. Ooh. So, I'm excited to see what she can do for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Definitely. All right, we'll cool round, things out. round right. things out with uh, best purchase that you've made in recent memory. It could be related to like shooting, like videography, photography, or creating mm -hmm. under a hundred bucks. What do you got? Under a hundred bucks. Related. Oh, oh man. I don't make a lot of like purchases that aren't camera or work related. Um, Give me, give me like 10 seconds to just kind of rack my brain real quick. Um, thinking of what's on my desk right now. Honestly, uh, this, this, uh, this stand that I have my computer on right now, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
is definitely up there. I like it because I have I have a separate mouse and a separate like keyboard, and it lets me keep my computer clean and away from any liquids that might spill on the counter. So we're gonna go with that. Need for any editor for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's all the questions that I have. I just uh, where can people find you? Toss that out and anything that you want to get out to the people. Uh, yeah, I guess they can find me on Instagram. I might, might post on social media one of these days. Um, but at Bo Claude, B E A U C L A U D E. Um, and I don't know if I have any, uh, <laughs> any things to share, but stay tuned to the YouTube channel. I guess I should probably say that because, you know, it's kind of, yeah plug Fraser with a five. Yep. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. And yeah, perfect. So that's about it. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Thank I'll you, link Michael. everything in the description. Thanks uh, for tuning in. Thank, thanks both for being on. Uh, see you in the next one.